You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 18. Guys, I'm so excited that you are back with me on the podcast this week. Today is a solo show, and I'm going into a pretty deep study here, and I cannot wait for you to dive in with me. Now, I know solo shows are usually shorter than interviews, but you know I'm not here to give you a bunch of fluff. We are going to start the conversation of emotional purity, what that means, We're going to go into the scripture in the book of Joshua, talk about Rahab and her story of redemption. And we're also going to talk about the story of Achan, how right after Rahab was redeemed, Achan made a choice that actually brought death to him and his family. All the principles that I share with you are things that God has been working in my heart since I started this walk with him. And I'm so blessed that I get the chance and the opportunity to actually have a platform to share my heart with you in the things that he has shown me. And I really pray and hope that you will get something from this that will bring you deeper in relationship with him and hopefully some redemption in your story as well. So let's get right into it. This is episode 18 that I am calling The Choice of Redemption. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast episode is sponsored by my very first book, The Palace Keepers. I am celebrating seven years since I released my very first book, and I am re-releasing it on Amazon as a paperback with a brand new, beautiful, photographed cover. This cover is a photograph of a gate that I personally took in a local park in my state of Connecticut. In The Palace Keepers, I share my detailed testimony on how God revealed himself to me when I was in a broken relationship and what he taught me about being pure in our hearts. Sometimes we feel like purity needs to happen sexually first, but that's the backwards way of the world. Our hearts should be pure and motive first so that our body can follow in line. If you want to learn more about the Palace Keepers, head to Amazon.com and search the Palace Keepers and purchase yours today or head to the show notes for a direct link. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. My name is JC Pulford, and we are here to have another spiritual conversation that hopefully will bless us both. Now, today is a solo show, meaning no interviews. And I try to do these every other week to connect with you by sharing what God's been placing on my heart. So take a minute, grab a notebook and some coffee or tea, whatever, water, and let's do this. As I prayed over what to talk about in this episode, the Lord brought a story to my mind that I've been wanting to study more. And even though I know the study is far from over, what he has shown me is something we need to discuss. You may or may not know, But I'm an author, and my first book, The Palace Keepers, just celebrated its seven-year anniversary last month. For the anniversary, I redesigned the new cover for the book and finally placed it on Amazon so that everybody can have an opportunity to purchase it. So if you want to know more about The Palace Keepers, search for it on Amazon or click the link in the show notes. And I'm bringing this up 
about the Palace Keepers, not just because I want to plug it, but I really wanted to dive into the contents of that book, and today I think would be a good place to start. If you've listened to the first episodes of the podcast, it was all about my latest book about the power of influence called The Glitter Effect. But I want to dial it back and revisit some things God has taught me about purity and love when I was saved in 2007. The story we will be talking about today isn't referenced in The Palace Keepers, but the principles are, and so with the Lord's help, I really want to try and connect them together for you today. I want to open up the conversation about emotional purity. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe not. We tend to generalize the word purity and almost immediately our minds think about abstinence or something physically related, right? I think emotional purity is one of the most overlooked topics in Christian circles today. I really do. And here's the hard truth. If Christianity is going to promote sexual abstinence and purity, then we must also get to the root of that issue and teach that as well. This is why we have growing numbers of young people falling into physical sin, because we don't educate that the root of sexual purity is purity of the heart. Worrying about the flesh first and our hearts second is a backwards system. Our hearts weaken first before our flesh breaks down. When we emotionally attach ourselves to others first, our flesh automatically reacts to that attachment. It's science. It's human nature. Let's go into the beginning of the story by reading a few verses in the book of Joshua chapter 2. As we enter the text, we find that Joshua has now taken over after the death of Moses and is leading the children of Israel every day. They come up to the city of Jericho, where Joshua decides to send two spies to collect and bring back information concerning the city. This is when we are first introduced to Rahab the harlot. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Joshua 2, 1. Now, I am assuming being a harlot, Rahab lived on the outskirts of the city. Maybe she was shamed for her reputation or maybe it was her own decision. But the fact is, she was not a person of high stature. But here we see that none of that mattered. She could have easily chosen to turn away the spies and go on with her own promiscuous lifestyle. But something moved on her heart to help them. Now, the king of Jericho gets word that there are spies in her home and sends men to go retrieve them. But Rahab hides the spies and pretends they aren't even there. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. Joshua 2, 4 and 5. Putting her own house and self in jeopardy, Rahab saved the lives of the spies. The act was heroic and brave. Now, after the king's men leave and the spies come out of hiding 
They express their gratitude to Rahab, and her response gives us a clue as to why she did it in the first place, why she disobeyed the king of Jericho to save these two men from the children of Israel. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Shehon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Joshua 2, 10 and 11. What great faith Rahab had in the God that the children of Israel served. Rahab had heard about the great testimonies of how God delivered the children of Israel and saved them time and time again. And she believed that that same God could save her too. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, it sounded like Rahab saw these spies as an answer to her prayers for a better life, a new life, a life different than the one she had been leading. And maybe she figured if she could save their lives, they could somehow save hers too. In fact, she asked them to please protect her and her family when Joshua came to take down Jericho. And the men agreed and kept their word. Now, before the children of Israel conquered Jericho, Joshua had a command. He didn't just say shout when giving the details on how to march around Jericho, like sometimes we read about in the children's books. He does say shout, but he says more. That was only one part of it. Joshua also gave specific instructions after they shouted. These were important and needed to be obeyed. However, as we will see as the story continues, one man does not listen and the consequences bring death to him and his entire family. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! For the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Joshua 6, 16 through 19. Simple instructions. Only Rahab and her family should live because of her good deeds, but everything and everyone else should be destroyed as to not contaminate not only the entire camp of Israel, but their own selves. Also, that all the valuables should belong to the treasury of the Lord. Joshua chapter 6 ends with a victory as children of Israel led by Joshua defeat and conquer Jericho, and Rahab and her family are saved. Now, this next part in the story is what got my attention the most, because while Rahab was living a life she wanted freedom from, 
and took action to get right with the Lord, a man by the name of Achan, who was raised in the camp of Israel, knowing the Lord's ways, in the heat of a moment, gave up his eternal inheritance for earthly satisfaction, and it cost him his family and his life. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Joshua 7, 1. So Achan, who was from the tribe of Judah, violated God's specific ban on taking money from Jericho for his own personal stash, and it caused the Lord to become angry. So angry, in fact, that later on in the chapter, if you continue studying, 36 men die due to Achan's selfishness because they weren't protected by the power of the Lord. The scripture records that God tells Joshua why the men died, and after Joshua confronts Achan, and it's revealed he did steal from Jericho, for his own gain. He and his entire family were stoned to death after. So here's what God's been placing in my heart about these two people, Rahab and Achan. Rahab was used by God to create a legacy. She eventually married Salmon, the father of Boaz, who was the great-grandfather of David. We know that through David's lineage, the Lord Jesus Christ is birthed. Rahab's faith strengthened, and she became a powerful woman of God. Her past lifestyle did not dictate her future marriage when she decided to repent and follow the Lord. Her repentance and faithfulness helped redeem and rewrite her story. You see, your past will only destroy your future if you let it. God has a bigger plan to purify you, but you must lay down your promiscuous, selfish, and perverted ways. This is a great example of redemption. So if you are shaming yourself for past behavior and blaming that on why you aren't married yet, stop giving your past so much power and remind yourself that just like Rahab, you can make a choice to follow the Lord's ways and he will send you someone who can help rewrite your future legacy. Honestly, I see myself in Rahab's story. I was also in a lifestyle full of promiscuity and just so much impurity. I was lost in temptations and desires and I couldn't find my way out until God opened the door for me to escape and I took it. You see, when God places certain people in your lives to pull you out of dark situations, it's our choice to follow through. Inside Rahab's heart, she wanted a better life. She wanted to know more about God. She wanted to please him and follow his ways because of the testimonies that she heard. She knew he was great and that he can do great things for her too. And I was in that spot where I heard about this God. I heard about this Jesus, but I wanted to know him for myself. And I knew that if he was real and he did all those great things that I heard about, he could do great things in my life too. And I know he can do the same for you as well, wherever you're at. 
That's why Rahab's story is so powerful. It's a story of redemption and love, true love from a God who does not get tainted by our messes and by our sins, from a God who cannot change, but who is the one who provides the change. You are never too far. Your sins are never too deep. God can take care of all of them. As long as you are willing to turn away from your ways and follow him. Look at Rahab as the example. Who knows what her memories are? Who knows how deep in sin she was? Only she knows. But we see that her life was redeemed and she was used to bring about the Savior of the world who now through his blood, through his sacrifice, through his spirit, we can be saved and have eternal life. Praise God. I used to read this story and only focus on Rahab because her story was so beautiful and powerful. But the downfall of Achan pulls at my heart because it didn't have to end that way. Because he had all the spiritual tools he needed to be a great man of God and leave a legacy worth talking about. Because he was kept and protected from the lifestyle that Rahab had experienced. And yet he still wasn't satisfied. He still wanted more, even though he wasn't lacking anything. Does that sound familiar to you? Achan disobeyed Joshua's direct and simple orders. While Rahab left her old life behind to step into a new one, Achan stepped out of the will of God and into temptation. He was part of God's chosen people, but he made a choice that changed everything. Our choices will determine if we will stay stuck in sin or move into righteousness. Purity is more than just saving your virginity for marriage. That is important. But there's more. Rahab became a new creature. Her sins washed away by the redemptive power of God. And through her legacy, Christ was born to give us new life right now. But Achan allowed his impure motives and emotional promiscuity to drive him out of God's hands and into spiritual and physical death. We have to choose to not entertain these impure motives and perverted desires. We have the power to overcome when we follow God and his ways. When we allow his principles to also be our principles. And when we continue to stay in his will even when our hearts are being pulled away. It's too easy to chase shiny things and try to find fulfillment in the world. But this story reminds us that God is in the business of redeeming hearts and changing lives so that his name is glorified. Next week, I'll have an interview that will probably be one of the deepest, realest conversations to date. And I can't wait to share it with you. We will talk more about purity and why you don't need to have a testimony like Rahab to be used of God. You see, some of you have been in church all your life and are struggling to stay in God's hands. But I want to urge you that your testimony of being kept from having those awful experiences and memories is a gift. Take it from someone who gave into every emotional and physical temptation that came and only felt emptier. The outside may look like they have greener grass, but I've been there and you have no idea what kind of garbage it takes to keep it that way. And honestly, when I was at my lowest, 
and I came to church for the very first time, one of the first things I ever said was, this is what I want. So while you might not appreciate having a squeaky clean testimony or the motions of growing up in church, count it all joy. You are blessed. You don't have to have the memories that I still have and battle with sometimes. You don't have to have a testimony like Rahab to be used of God. You have the power to choose to make the right choices to follow God and to create a legacy that speaks of him. Let's not be like Achan, looking for fulfillment outside of what he knew about God and bringing an end to his legacy and that of his family. Purity is not just about our physical bodies, but it's the state of our hearts and how we allow the Lord to work within us so we can stay in his will. And just maybe, just maybe, God will use us to help save a modern day Rahab. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I wish we could talk about this for hours, honestly, but that's probably why I wrote a book about purity because I really can talk about it forever. Like I said before, this story is not referenced in the Palace Keepers, but I do have other Bible studies in there as well and many principles that can help you protect your heart and preserve purity in Jesus. Be sure to search the Palace Keepers on Amazon and check out the clickable link in the show notes. Also, I am running an incentive program. And if you love this podcast, please leave a positive review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of the review and email it to helloawesomeshop at gmail.com or DM it to me on Instagram at helloawesomeministries. And in exchange, I will send you a free digital book so you can read either The Palace Keepers or The Glitter Effect, your choice, on any electronic device. I get messages from you guys so many times sharing your appreciation for the Hello Awesome podcast. And I thought this would be a nice way to say thank you for tuning in and supporting it. All right, guys, as always, it was a pleasure sharing my heart with you today. And I cannot wait until we can chat again. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. For more information about all things Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeshop.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.